Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Echo Season 1, Episode 1, Chaffa. Oh, that emotive set we have some amount of control over. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And I'm Jeff Randall. Get it? It's Echo. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Randall, Randall, Randall. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we watched Echo, <laughs> a first episode of the new series. Chaffa! Um, Chaffa. What'd you think, man? We stopped watching. All five episodes dropped. Yep. We're not binging. Mm-mm. We're trying to be controlled, like mm-hmm. in the Netflix mm-hmm. days. Oh, like ne- in the Netflix, Netflix days. days. Yep, yep. And speaking of Netflix days... Yeah. I, I kind of feel like we're back to the brutality. Of the Netflix days. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, just even just showing that wound of hers was pretty rough, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, like, oh uh, yeah, it's, it it's very brutal. So, so those fight sequences were crazy good. Um, they did a long one. It's very, very Daredevil-inspired, um, the way they're making the show. And speaking of... Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Daredevil! <laughs> Johnny Cox showed up! Oh my Charlie, god! Charlie Cox was <laughs> in there. In a great fight scene. Also, one of the only scenes we've had set in the blip, I believe. Was that set during blip? Because it was shortly after Ronan killed her father. Yeah. My one negative about this episode, um, if I have one, and I think it's really fun, but twenty nine minutes of recap. For those of us who've seen Hawkeye, like there's yeah. a couple new scenes in there, but not a lot. Like there's the the, the beginning where she's a child. Mm-hmm. Backstory on how her leg was lost. Yes, and how she lost her mother. And there's the wonderful Daredevil scene. And there's a couple of great. There's a great scene in the limousine with Fisk when he's you know um, recruiting her, which reminded me so much of the Fisk who recruited um, Bullseye. Oh yeah. So oh, much. yeah. The way he uses their pain or their trauma to like yeah. inspire them to join his criminal enterprise. Let me help you. Yeah. Channel that rage. <laughs> to so something good. more productive. That is classic Kingpin. And driving yeah. her to um like I mean murder. Like she's not just a criminal, not just like a yeah, you know, she's she's a straight up cold murderer. Um by the end of this episode. And I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was exciting uh, to see that kingpin and 
to start Maya in such a dark place for the series mm-hmm. so that we have room for her to go somewhere else, you know? Yeah, and I love that it's it's starting with like she's she's taking care of Kingpin, it's five months later, and it's not like I have to be good. I have to be a hero. I can do good things, heroic things. It's not that that she starts with. It's Kingpin had his time. Now it's time for a queen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, take over the criminal empire. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Show me that dark path and then come back from it. Because it's not, it wouldn't be instantaneous, you know? It's not sure. like she is immediately, you know, like, oh, I'm on the good side now because I had a conversation with the guy who killed my dad. Mm-hmm. She realizes that Fisk is not the one that should be in control of her, but this yeah. is the only life she's known, and so yeah. she's ready to dive into that life and, like, just instead of letting him be kingpin, she wants to be the queen. And I, I love that. It's a great place to start the series. There's tons of space to grow and change. And I don't necessarily need her to become a hero, but I'm interested in her story. Like, I don't yeah. know where her story is going. I do think by the end, she, she'll, she's clearly the protagonist of the series. Um, so. <laughs> she's not going to die like three episodes in, and then it's all about, like, Bonnie. Well, whatever. It's about, it's about Bonnie being the echo of Maya. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Uh, No, uh, by the way, speaking of Bonnie, this is not a criticism, but, like, what are they doing? Okay, this is the second story about, with, like, Native American heritage that we've gotten in three weeks. Sure. They start this episode with imagery that is very reminiscent of the Kahori episode. Very of reminiscent of the Kahori. If stuff. you have not watched What If, the, the beginning of this, if you've seen What If, this, like the beginning of this season, will the beginning of this episode reminds you so much of that. Like it's so much like what they did in What If with one of the one shot stories. And then Bonnie is the actress who played Kahori. Yep. What are they doing? It, what like, are they doing? I feel like they're not going to connect it, and it feels crazy to me. It that feels they're not criminal it. Yeah. to not connect it, right? <laughs> and like the oh, to not bring Kahori in. Like yeah. I get that this is not necessarily Kahori's story, and they didn't know at the time that they were making this that she would take off in such a way. But like, I need her to come to live action, and like it could be, it could be. It could be that in that weird wibbly wobbly timey wimey ness of the mm-hmm. multiverse, that mm-hmm. this, like, it's the same person. Like, they look the same, you know? Kind of like the sure. Victor Timely of it all. Like, she's just in this sure. time period. It could be. It also could be that, like, she's a descendant. Um, it also could, could do be that as well. That, like, um, this. This anomaly that we see at the beginning of the episode could be like the same anomaly and how it happened in this universe. You know, like maybe sure. some of their people came back from, you know, those battles. Like they talked about the battles and all the people lost. And we saw that other realm in what if, what if instead of staying, some of them come back and there's some sort of collapse and using those powers, she saves her people. And that becomes the, the first Chafta, I believe they said. Chaffa? Chaffa. Chaffa was her name. What'd they call her, though? The first? It was the first uh, Choctaw woman, or the first named Choctaw person. Right. 
and and I don't believe that's even the same tribe Kahori was a part of, right? Is that correct? Um, but in the beginning of the in the beginning of the Kahori episodes, they talk about how a bunch of different tribes were warring over those that 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 sacred place or whatever over yeah. the lake. So it's like. Okay, I don't want to stay too long on that, but like, just know <laughs> that we're all seeing it too. And like, yep. it's driving it's me kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to know it wasn't just me. That's like a lot of <laughs> like putting the same actress in this and th- th- having, having it, very similar imagery with the pools, yes. glowing water. Yeah, uh, inside the cave, underground, in- underground. Like, it's it's all there, yeah. and like. The the lighting up on the like on the arms. Yep. As she's interacting with that energy, very much also reminiscent of that episode. Yeah. So I, I can totally buy that it's like a different way that that went down. Like that cave was interacted with differently in this universe, and that like that maybe the story that they they've tell of their ancestors has something to do like actually had something to do with tesseract energy. That's cool. I'm down with that as like a cool explanation for maybe some like uh, spiritual elements to the show. We saw the bird right before she died. Her mom died, you know? Yeah. Like there's, there's maybe some interesting symbolism or symbols there and maybe it'll relate to, we can kind of explain it away in that like the ancestors are actually like Tesseract beings, Tesseract like infused beings or whatever. Could be. But we just don't know. Like it's weird. It's just weird. Okay, moving on. Echoes moving of the on. past. Echoes of the past. Ah? Uh? <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, on a on a on a business standpoint, like from a from a a business note, if you will, on a business note. Yeah. Uh, we got the the opening uh, on this one showing that it is the Marvel Spotlight brand. Yes. Yes. First Marvel Spotlight, which uh, seemingly does not uh, like it, it it tells offshoot stories right like if if memory serves right. the stories that are in the spotlight brand don't necessarily affect the broader uh MCU as a whole that's what they said they don't affect the broader MCU as much and they're likely to be more adult okay so that I'm cool with i don't like though the like it it not if it doesn't affect the MCU as a whole, or if it doesn't have any kind of stakes for the MCU as a whole, if it doesn't do anything hmm. to push the greater story forward at sure. all in any way, then it becomes less important for people to see. And sure. it's I agree. It's it's a story that like is highly inclusive as mm-hmm. well. Like all of the the deaf uh the deaf culture around it. Mm-hmm. is a huge thing and the you know the disabled character and uh, yes. her being an amputee like all of these things are like important for the general populace to see so that they can you know see that representation and so that people who share that intersectionality have that representation as well and if they make it less important then they're just like okay yeah we you know we did that for a buck you know like it kind of pisses me off hmm I hear that. And I definitely hear it, especially with the like representation pieces and it being the first. It also just feels like a bunch of representation thrown into one property and it being the first property they're like, this one's a little less important. <laughs> like that does yeah. feel that feels shitty. I, yeah. I completely acknowledge that feels 
safety. But here's my counterpoint to the spotlight idea. I think we have been like begging for connectivity all these years. Yeah. And we've been begging for like smaller pieces of key, even just small pieces. Just give us something. Just a little connective tissue. And I'm with that. I'm all about that. But some of the best storytelling that has been in the MCU is the Netflix stuff, which was barely connected. And yeah. not to mention the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Tons of great stuff in there. Barely connected. Barely connected. And I think that maybe the last the last phases, four and five so far, have been a lot more connected. Well, they've the con- the shows have been more connected to the movies, but it has not necessarily been better for that. Sure. Especially better. I think some of the stories have been better for that because they've got amazing actors on these television shows that yep. are like you know movie level actors coming to do these roles. It's really great. But I am. I'm kind of missing, like, even though we've we've had this era of season, of phase four and five that feel more connected in some ways between the TV the TV and movie sides are connected better. I think it's actually been bad for the brand overall, and instead of having like these little offshoot stories that we got to have, because Daredevil exists, there's like three amazing seasons of Daredevil. Yeah. That introduced all these characters. And now we're getting that continuation. I'm so excited for that continuation. I hope Punisher comes back. I hope Jessica Jones comes back. I hope um all, all of them. I hope they all come back. I hope Luke Cage comes back. Um yeah. Um Danny Say Rand even. Danny Rand. <laughs> <laughs> I was deciding whether to leave it out on purpose just to bother you or not. Yep. Um <laughs> Say his name. <laughs> say. No, you never say his name. No, we don't say, say his name. Don't say his name. Fisk. So, like, I'm okay with with having the offshoot stories that aren't really like you know they don't drive the the whole story forward because like the defenders being so low level and street level like they're not going to push a Thanos level story forward like obviously, but like to say that like this 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 brand uh, this property is not as important like ah that this one's not as important and to start with. The one that has like I'm all of that representation is kind of shitty. <laughs> Fully with you. I think it's a weird misstep, possibly. But honestly, yeah. I think that if we were gonna, if they had thought of this idea of spotlight before, Moon Knight probably would have been also been spotlight. And, oh yeah. Um, and I believe Daredevil will be spotlight. I think a lot of these shows will end up being spotlight shows, and under that banner. But they're still going to be connected. They're just adult Not required. Yeah, they're not required reading, which is what people have started to have a problem with. There's just too much to watch. So, like, I can't watch The Avengers. I haven't seen... If if back then we were like, I can't watch The Avengers, I haven't seen three seasons of Daredevil, like, you know, that would have been a real bummer, (laughs) you know? I haven't seen eight seasons of Defenders, I better not watch Endgame, you know? Like, that's not what happened. So, I think... I think this is a good direction. I think they're trying oh, yeah. to go back to the model that worked for phases two and three so well. And I'm, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. And like, again, I'm absolutely cool with it is, you know, as long as they're like, you know, this, this group is off over here doing their like, not Thanos or Galactus or multiverse level things. Like, 
they're just trying to, you know, stop crime on the yeah. streets. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that makes sense. It's just like I don't know, it feels it feels like they should have either done the spotlight branding sooner. Right. Or waited until after this series. Yeah. I feel I feel what you're saying. I think that's a fair um it's a fair criticism for sure. But it like it is what it is. And I think they're just moving forward with it and they're gonna be calling a lot of things spotlight. I don't think this show will be alone in the spotlight brand. Now I may yeah. be wrong. They may be like, This didn't work. Let's go start <laughs> stop calling everything spotlight. And this could be the only spotlight show we ever get. But I I don't think that's gonna happen. I think this is gonna be a trend and I think it's gonna be a positive trend for us getting grounded cool adult stories that are not required reading but like still could provide like there's nothing nothing wrong with like daredevil being like not required reading for all the kiddos yep because people are going to get their heads smashed indoors and then oh all God, of a sudden yes. you get um daredevil pop up in the next spider-man movie you know like i think sure. that still can happen and I think with the connectivity and it all being under the same studio like it is, I think that it can happen better. Anyway, let's talk about this episode. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> Before we dive deeper in this episode, let's talk about hymns. That's right. I said hymns. Hymns. H-I-M-S. That's right. Hymns.com, people. Um, slash MCU, to be exact. Uh, r- r- 52% of men over 40, which, let's face it. We've been doing this podcast 10 years. Much of our audience is now over 40. <laughs> They've grown with us. And 52% of men encounter a certain problem with some form of ED uh, between the ages of 40 and 70. But it's always been taboo, and I would like to say it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. We get older, things happen with our bodies, and like you shouldn't let shame keep you from experiences you want out of life. So... If you're if you're experiencing any of these issues, you can go to hymns.com slash MCU. Hymns is providing affordable access to ED treatment all online. I have used online pharmacies for certain things before. What's really cool is they don't require insurance. They just you pay a low rate for a um a, a generic form of the drug. I went to my doctor and talked to them about a medication that I wanted to get on. Yeah. But going through insurance and doing all kinds of stuff was too hard. Like it was just, it was way too complicated and it was going to be more expensive and it was going to be tricky. And then I ended up using an online pharmacy and it was really easy. I even, so I had the discussion with my actual primary care physician. It's like, it's something you're interested in doing. It is a really easy and fast and discreet way of doing it. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable and discreet sexual health treatments all from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to clinical proven generic alternatives to Viagra and Cialis up to 95% cheaper with options as low as $2 a dose. That is so much cheaper. So much cheaper. And if you don't have like access to your uh, to insurance and insurance won't cover things, it can just be really, it feels like so many of these ads I, I read into my ADHD reads into them. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like f- getting the right, like pre-approvals for insurance things and stuff. It's so hard for me. And sometimes paying $2 a dose is just so much better for things. Hims is definitely the way to go if you're looking for this kind of thing. Um, process is simple and 100% online. Uh, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. Pretty great. People have so many hangups. And we, we, we always joke about how we don't kink shame around here. Um, <laughs> but like... 
for real. You just, uh, sexual health is important and you should get the medical treatment you need for whatever, uh, whatever ails you, as it were. To answer a series of questions on their site and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down, it's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hims.com slash MCU. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash M-C-U for your personalized ED treatment options. Hims.com slash MCU. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Give it a try, guys. So what did you think overall of, like, it's the, the characterization of Maya, I guess? I was so excited. It, like, right from the beginning when it showed viewer discretion is advised, mm-hmm. I was like, aw, snap. Here <laughs> we go. And then, like, at the top left, it says TVMA, graphic violence. And I'm like, yes! Yeah. Give me that! <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. It's funny. I think they did a really good job, like, with the character, though. Like, the Maya character... <sighs> It's hard, but like I said, I'm a little annoyed we got 20 minutes before we got to something new because there was a lot of recap. But yeah, some of the things we did get for Maya is like she blames herself real hard for her mother's death. Oh my god! And I god, think that, that gives her gives her a fire to that anger that wasn't that I didn't know about before, and I think it yeah. fits her character well because I think that. And then she blames herself for pursuing the wrong killer all that time. Like she's got a lot yep. of anger. And it and it's built up around Fisk, and also it would not surprise me if we found out Fisk was somehow involved in her mother's death too. Death too, like who cut the brakes? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So oh, so man. I really like that. Like Fisk has been this controlling force in her life. I love how he is so much like the Fisk we know. He's like manipulating other villainous characters to like do his bidding, and I think Maya is just a really rad character with a lot going for her and just so cool. And I love, I love the (laughs) depth, the disabilities give to her character, but I love that she doesn't let them stop her at all. And she is just a total badass. She not like, she leans into it. Like there were a lot of things that I noticed in this episode that like, I didn't notice in the Hawkeye series, even though there was like footage used from the Hawkeye series. Like, (laughs) When she kicked in the door at the repair shop, at the auto repair shop, the Fat Man Auto Shop, mm-hmm. uh, she kicked in the door with the with her right leg, which oh, yeah. is the one that you know doesn't like it, it, that's her prosthetic. So like, yeah. and, and I know that like you know when when amputees are on that leg all the time, it can get to the point where like man that that part is really freaking sore mm-hmm. i need to get off of this leg right yeah. but she's kicking in doors with it and then like she's using it in fights in awesome ways like in the um in the fight against daredevil like she she held on to her leg she held on to that leg for a second and like built up some elastic power in her leg and like right about the time he looked up she just let it go and it's just like straight across his face. Oh, I was that's like, awesome. Oh, shit, Maya? Get it! <laughs> <laughs> one, one of my favorite things Daredevil did, I think she tries to flip him. 
she flips him in this very brutal way, and it looks like he's going to slam him into the ground. But being Daredevil, he flips and just lands on his feet in this like yep. really acrobatic way. And I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. It was such a cool fight scene. Yeah. With it being, you know, with it being a super cool one like it was, and having the, like, the, the camera angle and everything go, um, go through the, uh, the shelving where, like, mm. all of those guns were, were stored, like, on those yeah. shelves. And he, like, dives through it and the camera's, like, you know, preceding him, basically, like, mm-hmm. leading us into that new area where they're going to start fighting. And he, like, throws the, the shelf on her. Like, oh, my God, it was so cool. Yeah. Like, I feel like they pushed uh, a new boundary there because, like, you know, they, they had the camera go through the, the fence and kind of, like, be behind the fence and you watch them fight from behind the fence. There was, like, there was one yeah. part where I was like, oh, that's a clever cut where, like, somebody got thrown up against the thing and it, like, took up the whole... Or like thrown up against the chain link fence, and like the whole screen was taken over, and they fell down. I was like, "Oh, that's clever cut," but still looks like a good oneer. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and they did a really good job of making it. I think I think they, some of the camera angles and stuff were probably a little higher budget than some of the Daredevil stuff we used to have. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, you know, I can't not think about though thinking about he he, he seemed a lot more. Uh, acrobatic uh, in this one, yeah. like even more so than than he, the brawler that he was in seasons one through three of Daredevil. But I can't help but think about when he flipped off the parking garage in Shield yeah. <laughs> and how like yep. ridiculously acrobatic he is now. Um, and I'm yep. wondering if we'll see if if this is an intentional progression or if this is just like because this was before that, and then yeah. like a little after that we get the um, the She-Hulk episode. So it's just, it's just, yeah, just like how how badass he's getting and how acrobatic and how high flying his moves are now. Like how much of a daredevil he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the actual daredevilness in there. <laughs> and I love the uh, the use of his uh, his pull apart staff with the the like the cable on it, where he's like whipping it to like grab stuff away mm-hmm. from her or like knock guns out of her hand. Like so. Freaking awesome. Yeah. Why do you think he left? I don't know. That was weird. Like, maybe there was something more important going on. Maybe, you know, that's, that's my headcanon, I guess, is that he heard, you know, he said he'd been watching them all night. Maybe there's something really important in that building that he's, like, trying to get done, and he just needed to leave the fight. Yeah, well, he said he'd been watching them all night, and then those guys showed up and ruined everything. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Maybe there's a, you know, another kid in a basement somewhere he has to go save. <laughs> Sure. How'd you like the uh, that awesome scene with um, Kingpin thanks you for your loyalty? Ooh. And just immediately just brah, yeah. straight through the freaking, like under the jaw, through the back of the skull. Yeah. There's a lot of really good stuff so in this intense. episode, but I feel like the show has just started because so much was recap. Like, we got like yeah. that. All the stuff we're mentioning is that same that same Daredevil scene, the stuff from the yep. beginning, and then she goes home, and at home, not a lot happens. You know, we're really just getting a sense of what she's doing, and she wants to she wants to take the fight back to Fisk. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we have it's to be like reintroduced to the hometown because sure. like we only really got a snippet of it when she was uh, a young child. Sure, and like uh, apparently the Lopez boys, those Lopez boys are. <laughs> Criminals. <laughs> yep. 
Yep, yep. I, uh, um, I think it's weird because I understand completely why they did so much recap, but it, it, it's tough because I feel like there's not enough meat on the bones of this episode for me as a producer, seeing everything. But for yeah. people who haven't, this just feel, I'm sure this, this was very necessary. I was like, I, pa- I like, it's I looked, that spotlight brand. Well, exactly. I looked at the screen and I was like, man, 29 minutes of, of yeah, recap. I had the same reaction. Like, God, that's so much time yeah. spent on like the past. That's when that like gunshot happened. It was about 29 minutes. And, I uh, I checked it and I was like, man, that's crazy amount of recap. And my niece went, well, I needed it because <laughs> she hasn't seen Hawkeye. So she just like <laughs> she was like, I don't know who this is. I don't know who these people are. She's like, I know I know Kingpin from like the cartoons. Um, <laughs> you know? Wow. Okay. So she's just totally brand new to watching this stuff. So, um, yeah. It, it, so so I, I like it was interesting watching someone who does not know any of these characters watch this episode because it was the app complete opposite experience for me. Like she's needing every bit of context and I know all the context and I'm like kind of waiting on new stuff. Like it was a very weird yeah. uh, dichotomy there. I kind of felt like this was going to happen though. Like I, I was prepping myself to say, you know, on the, on the episode that we record about it, like, Oh yeah, it's a, it's a slow start to the, to the season, but you know, we kind of expected that with, you know, it being a, a spotlight brand and like not having like having to retell all of her stuff, like mm-hmm. slow start. I was I was expecting that to happen, so it was still surprising though that like with even with the episode being fifty minutes long when you when you first look at it, it was twenty nine minutes of recap. Yeah, and like there was some new stuff, like we said, um, and that oh that Daredevil fight was so good. Yeah. Oh, there's some great stuff. And I really liked all the stuff in her hometown too. I like her cousin and her. And like, I'm excited to see how her and Bonnie's relationship develops. I really liked the mortician. I don't know. I did too. But that was oh my really God, funny. I did too. Like, you need a body fixed or a body gone. This is who you call. Do you, you want me fixed or do you want me gone? <laughs> Let's start with fixed. <laughs> we'll start with fixed. And I love that she's like, ooh, dental floss. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. That, that wound looked terrible. God. Yeah. Love so much. But here's another criticism that I had. Uh-oh. If you're going to have the little girl wake up after the car accident, yeah, you got to have her react to her leg being chopped. Yeah. Like, I guess maybe she was in shock and she didn't even feel it yet, but, like, well, I was, she was so nervous. Like She was too, <sighs> like, she was too focused on, like, I did this to mom. I know. I, I hurt mom. I know. But, like, at some point, that brain is going to turn to half of my leg is chopped. Like, I need to look what's going <laughs> yeah. on down there. And she just never, she never had a pain reaction, which I understand them her not having a pain reaction because i think a child doing that is really difficult maybe they shot it maybe it, well, they couldn't figure it out um i understand for her character it was more important for her to look at her mother and see her mother but you just didn't need her to wake up at all i feel like and it would have been a better scene because like her not reacting to her leg was like first of all i would i didn't want her to react to her leg i had no desire to see that little girl like try to move her leg and realize it was like completely jammed through with a piece of glass. Like I didn't want to see that. Yeah. No. But you showed it to me and made me nervous about seeing it. And then it never happened. And so it felt like this weird pregnant moment where it's like, why it, why am I not seeing that? Why is she not reacting? 
you know? <laughs> like, I wish they just showed them both. You see the leg chopped with the glass, or, you know, skewered through with the glass, but she doesn't wake up. Like, that would have been a better scene for yeah. me. Because then, then also she would, like, sit there and think about her mother, and she'd still be... It makes more sense why her father not telling her about the mother... Because if she was awake and her mother's laying there dead and won't wake up, like it seems like she already know what's going on too. So I thought that was a weird yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, honestly, for a lot of this, I thought you were meaning like when she woke up in the hospital bed. Oh no, no, no! I'm talking about <laughs> sorry with her. Yeah, yeah no, shopped. waking okay. up in the car is, a, the is car. an odd choice too. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Waking up in the car. Yeah, I think she should have just stayed asleep. Like it should have just been like a pan through. You see the you see the leg, you see her mom, and then it pans away. You know, and then she wakes up in the doctor's office or the hospital. Or like have her twitch and like start to open her eyes, and then like cut the scene there. Yeah, cut to cut to older Maya or something. I do think this episode, with as much they had to tell the the general audience, I think it works really well. Oh yeah, but I do think it could have been a little better. If the like backstory had been interspersed with the modern story, you know what I mean. If you intersperse all of the 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 past stuff with the modern stuff, then you run the risk of having to stop for an ad break. That's true. If if you were a podcast and not a streaming TV show, yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about Zbiotics, man. What do you think of this amazing revolutionary product? This revolutionary product is revolutionary. It's right there in the in the descriptive <laughs> words, verbiage that we've used. It's game changing, right? Yeah, for On, sure. You know, we've we've had this uh, this show come back that uh, that Ashley and I do, Legends and Libations, where mm-hmm. we drink on stream and tell great stories. But for so long, so many times, it's been I have like a two day recovery period afterwards because the consequences of drinking. Uh, a bunch and having a great time sometimes catch up to you, especially mm-hmm. when you have aged the way that we have. <laughs> I'm older. <laughs> I'm not spry and 21 anymore. Not like our age is particularly bad, but just like, yeah. you know, we have aged like all of us have aged. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so in comes Zbiotics to, to basically save the day after, mm-hmm. right? You... Uh, you drink it before you start drinking, uh, zero to 120 minutes beforehand, and it counteracts the uh, the toxic byproduct of alcohol in the gut. And I honestly, every single time I've taken it, it has been a great next day where I I can like do chores and stuff and not have to just lay in bed going, I feel like a zombie. Yeah. Don't feel like a zombie. You don't have to feel like you know, you're in a funk. You just have Zbiotics as your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly, pace yourself, hydrate, and get some good night's sleep, and you will wake up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, as many think, that's to blame for the rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break down this byproduct. Zbiotics, your first drink of the night, drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. It's a new year. A lot of us are trying to do. Uh, better things with our bodies, do do better. But you know what? 
That doesn't mean we can't have a fun night out. With Zbiotics, we can wake up refreshed the next morning and be ready to tackle the day. Keep that workout going. You can keep using that Vitruvian machine that is not yet a sponsor. <laughs> Man, if only they were a sponsor, right? <laughs> Go to zbiotics.com slash MCU to get 15% off your first order when you use MCU at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee, so if you're unsatisfied for any reason they'll refund your money no questions asked i mean if you're unsatisfied like send it to me i will (laughs) yeah i'll use it (laughs) yeah they'll give you money back but we'll use it your podcast hosts will use it isn't that important we need it seriously guys zbox.com slash mcu mcu at checkout for 15 percent off it's great and we didn't mention this time, but it's in these really cool little vials that just feel like potions. They feel like potions. Like I feel like the Witcher. Yeah, go go be a Witcher. Get you some Zbiotics. Throw a coin. But no, the, the like you run the risk of having that sort of like weird arrow verse type of storytelling where like, oh, I learned a lesson about this before that I forgot about, or like this is relevant because of this stupid thing from my past. See, I don't think that that's a problem with that type of story storytelling. I think that type of storytelling is amazing. Lost, for instance. Like, I love that type of storytelling. Love it. But in the Arrowverse, they just overdid it. It was like the same character every week having some flashback to a thing he learned that informs the current story every week. So, like, every I get... Every single time. And, and it was in chronological order mostly which which is yep. also like the one thing feels like doing a lot more jumping around like oh i remember something in my life on the island but yeah it was mostly just like telling the, both stories they just happened to have the same moral every week <laughs> um but but this in this i think it would have been very possible like just start the story with her on the run bleeding and then she's like flashing back to as she sees her hometown she's flashing back to her life you know um, oh yeah, I think that totally the memories come flooding in, kind of. Yeah, thing. and you and she could get little flashes of the fight she had, and like the guns and the fighting and the blah blah. blah. But then, like it, the chronological order of this storytelling was a little like for someone who'd seen all the previous stuff, it was a little labored. I think. Sure, sure. Do you think that Kingpin is faking his death? I don't think. Oh, oh. I get what you mean. <laughs> I was like, he's not dead. He's clearly not dead. <laughs> no, no, no. Faking it because he, they called her the king killer. Yeah. It's like, I think yeah. I found I, the king killer. I think that he's, he's, letting, he's letting people believe it. Or he's unconscious and like in a coma and can't really say any, any way. Right. He's alive, though. We, we find he's alive. He's got his eye patched up, which I think we'd seen in the trailer. So, yeah, I'm pumped about it. I was, I was like, we know Kingpin's not dead. We knew he wasn't dead. Like, you can't kill Vincent D'Onofrio. No, no way. <laughs> I've been watching a show called Godfather of Harlem, and he's one of the main gangsters in the show. Okay, and uh, it's, it's just, not Luke Cage. Uh, no, it's not Luke Cage. Um, huh. It's Godfather of Harlem, and it's just, uh, but it's it's Vincent D'Onofrio in a gangster role. And, like, he's not at all the same, like, character. You know, he's very much sure. just, like, he's not, like, Murr. he didn't have the Edgar yeah. voice that he does here. Um, yeah. When I was a boy. When I was a boy. He didn't say it. <laughs> he was supposed to say it. He had a perfect opportunity to say it. He did. He was talking about when he was a boy. 
Yeah. Um, it's like, my dad was killed. My father was killed as well. When I was a boy. When I was a boy, I had a lot of anger. <laughs> oh my god, how how great, though, was it that he lied, or like he omitted that fact. Where he was like, my father was killed too. And like, my girlfriend and I, at the same time, were like, by you! Right. <laughs> like, you did it! Yeah, he could have said, so. that actually would have been a really interesting, deceptive scene for him. Because the thing about Kingpin is he normally tells the truth. He just manipulates yeah. you while he's doing it. And so I really would have liked that if he'd been like, when I was a boy, my father was killed. And I was left with a lot of anger. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, like I like, look, I'm just like you, but really, no, I am the one who killed my father. Ooh, that would have been good. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> I mean, they, they did give him a little bit of, of, you know, deception in the, like, omitting that it was him who killed his father. But, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, admitting to it might not have been the right thing for the character. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know either. Um, what'd you think of the, uh, are dragons real? That was from the, that was from Hawkeye, I believe. Oh yeah. That, that footage was in Hawkeye. Yes. Which I know, I, I don't know if we talked about it at that point, but like now that it's a spotlight show and it's like revisiting the defenders realm of television, it feels very much like a reference to uh, Danny Rand's story <laughs> to the Iron well, Fist. Well, I mean, there's, there's. The dragons, like the Great Protector dragon in Shang Chi. That's true. There's uh, the bones of a dragon under New York. That is true. Uh, from Defenders, like all good. Fin Fang Foom looks like a dragon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. As a character that has not shown up yet. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I remember you talking about him before. All right. Well, I am pumped about the series. I think like. I said this on our Facebook chat, which if you had, if you're not on it, facebook.com slash SP chat or slash group slash SP chat, stranded Panda chat is what it's called. If you search stranded Panda chat, you should find it. Um, stranded Panda is our network. The trailer that they put out this week was so freaking rad. And they made it very clear in that trailer that this is an extension of the daredevil series. They showed clips from daredevil. They showed clips of like, uh, Hawkeye and Wilson Fisk and like all the stuff that led up to this story and it just seems like this is a direct sequel to the Daredevil series yeah and that got us really pumped this week when we saw that like them finally acknowledging the previous series and showing clips from the previous series and it just that but that combined with what if and Loki and some of the connections between those and some of the connections between this and possible Corey connections like has me so excited for the MCU. Like I I know that like this has been the year where the narrative is like MCU is over. Like it's it's but like right. these three in a row great series, well, two great series and and a good episode so far. Um well, <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes of a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> Half a great episode. Well, I really feel that way. I'm like we're doing our first episode and by the way, um if you're hearing this and it is Wednesday, this is going to drop Tuesday night, but Wednesday, you're probably listening to this, and it will be um, Wednesday night, at what time? Four o'clock your time, so it's seven, six central? Yes. Yes, seven eastern, six central. So, we're going to go live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv, 
So go to twitch.tv slash TV and at, at, at seven o'clock, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock central, we're going to go live with a, a reaction to episode two. And then we're going to get offline, go watch episode three, and then immediately hop back on and record that. So yep. we're going to go just bang, bang, bang through these. So and then um, Thursday, we're going to do the same thing. Yes. So six, so I guess around seven, six central, skip an hour. So then it'll be like nine, eight central when we finally get to somewhere in that realm. But if you want to join us for our uh, podcast and rewatch, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to finish it up in the next three days. And those will, those episodes will drop in the feed over the next two weeks, but they'll all be on Patreon within, by the end of the week. So patreon.com slash MCU guest. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stuff happening this week. Early and ad free access. That's right. Early ad free access, baby. (laughs) Well, I am freaking pumped, man. I'm um, ready to go watch episode two. Me too. And, we're, and I'm I gonna. almost let it start playing when I was in the living room. I was like, eh, no, I have to stop. Stop! I have to stop. I have to podcast. I gotta go podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see if anybody, uh, real quick in the chat. Um, uh, Miggy says, opening scene was interesting. Is she getting powers? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about the that as much i guess yeah we talked a little bit about it how it connected to Corey, but we really didn't talk about the opening scene in, in general i think it's just supposed to be like a, and she had a flash of it in her memory too well it was in her it was like she was waking up right mm, yeah like in her dreams yeah 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 so i have a feeling it's going to be like sort of a supernatural element but i think it's more to do with like they said something about the first i'm forgetting all of it, the first choctaw or mm-hmm. the first, first choctaw Chafa. woman or something like that. Chaffa. Yeah. Chaffa was the name of the character. The first Choctaw. Was that, was that, was that, am I right? Is that right? Yes. Um, and so, um, I, I think it's going to be like that character saving her people back then is going to be like something to do with what Maya is doing now. Like that bird sure. is a representation of kind of the hero of her people. And so I feel like that might be what's going on with Maya. Maya be, Maya might, I think we'll encounter that bird again over Maya's shoulder, and she's going to do some cool stuff to save her people. Now, uh, there was a point in the beginning uh, when Maya was younger, uh, her grandparents were at the fire, like they were at mm-hmm. the, you know, in the backyard at the fire talking. Uh, when they were leaving that scene, the grandfather asked, uh, you know, asked her, like, what's happening? Are are the ancestors speaking to you again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> he was like asking for something useful, like Powerball, <laughs> <laughs> which was like it was hilarious. But it also seems like it kind of sets that precedent for, you know, the the people in her family are able to communicate with echoes of the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems based on her seeing that bird and everything, it, it seemed like she saw that bird, and that bird represents something to their people. They had the bird on on the palm. Like in that first, in that cave scene. Okay. My favorite kind of story like this is when they have religion type lines like that, mm-hmm. but it's never really clear if they're real or not. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's, yeah, it just feels more realistic. Like, oh yeah, that's the creation myth. Yeah. And so it's like, they can believe it. Things can happen that are either great coincidence or they're, uh, they're supernatural and you just have to sort of like reconcile the two. I, I like that form of religion and storytelling 
Um, yeah. And I'm hoping it will kind of stay. I'm hoping it will walk that line. I don't really want to see her get powers. I think that would be a little over the top for the Echo series. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she's already pretty powerful as is, you know? Yeah. She's a total, total badass. Badass. All right, my friends. Well, I think that's about all for our uh, cast here. Thank you so much for everybody on Twitch who's been watching and chiming in over there. Um, and we'll be back tomorrow to cast here on twitch.tv slash TV Again, Wednesday, 7, 6 central. We will be starting the cast for episode three. So, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> the time yeah. is so hard when there's... We talk... Uh, we, we all live in different time zones. Me, Jeff, and Ashley. Which uh, I guess On we should mention... 7, 6 central, we're going to start episode two. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> See? I'm messing up. I'm, I got the time right that time, and I messed up the... Uh, the episode number, but uh, we'll be we'll be covering that uh, tomorrow, um, episode two, and then we'll jump into episode three right after. So uh, come join us on Twitch.tv slash TV if you want to want to hit us up. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh yeah, and much uh, we miss Ashley. She was supposed to be here, but her power yeah, is her, out. Her power is out. Yeah, the storm that uh, that flooded your basement. That's right. Yeah, I didn't mention has it. Gone to take her power away i was so excited i didn't mention up top but uh yeah this morning i woke up to my basement uh luckily it was the part of the basement with a big concrete floor so it wasn't like carpet and it wasn't it wasn't too bad basically but i did have to spend like four hours three four hours this morning like bailing water out of my basement (laughs) it was not cool is the bar okay the bar is okay i think unless there's something that got like under things but for the oh. most part, the bar seems okay. Okay. <laughs> Are the tabletop games that were down there okay? They're okay. They were up <sighs> off the floor. Oh, thank God. Yes, indeed. I was worried. Me too. There was like a good three inches of water down there. It was pretty bad. Oof. Um, but uh, but spent all day bailing it out. Got it done. Um, and I'm glad we got to do this cast tonight. We'll be back yeah. um, tomorrow, guys. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Hey, you just listened to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast from Stranded Panda. I really hope you liked it. Let me just say a big thank you to all of our supporters on patreon.com slash mcucast. You are the lifeblood of our little operation here. And a huge, huge thank you to our insanely generous Illuminati tier patrons. Walter Kreisky III, Lieutenant Bongo, and Jazz Viz. You guys are amazing. If you'd like to see our beautiful faces, you can catch a video version of many of our episodes at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. Love you 3000, my friends. <laughs>